0: Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to Undiet Academy podcast. I'm your host, Sean Holderness. I am a weight loss nutritionist turned counselor, and I'm here to help you call BS on diet culture. I'm going to show you how to live your happiest, healthiest, most aligned life without food restrictions, emotional eating, binge eating, all or nothing mindset, and self-sabotage. I'm going to show you some really important nutrition concepts, counseling theories, mindset tips and tools, and show you how to reconnect and create a really beautiful nurturing relationship with your body. I can't wait to share all of this with you in the Undiet Academy podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Before we begin this episode, it's really important for me to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land upon which I am recording this episode. For me, that is the Kabi Kabi and the Yugara people. I pay my deepest respects to the elders past, present and emerging. Hello everyone, welcome back to Undyed Academy podcast. I don't know if you can hear any noise in the background. I did test and I couldn't hear it. But I have this really funny situation that keeps happening. Every single time I go to record a podcast or a training for um, Undyed Academy, the council thinks it's a really great idea to start like mowing and whippersnipping out the front. Uh, where we live, we have a beautiful park and, and lakes right out the front of our house. <laughs> and it's like a, a running joke that every time I go to record, they start mowing or whippersnipping. So this morning I sat down to record and they came out with the mower. And so I was just creating some reels on my phone and I was like, oh, I haven't heard them for a while. I'll start recording. And then they've just come out with the whippersnapper and the leaf blower. So if you can hear that, I do apologize. But I was like, you know what, I'm just going to record anyway. So um, yesterday afternoon, I hopped onto Instagram and I did an Instagram live about uh, the moment I knew dieting was making me unhealthy. And I thought I would actually record a whole podcast on it because I think it's a really important process uh, to know. Now, most importantly, what I think is important to understand, and it was, it really was for me, is that yo-yo dieting, emotional eating um binge eating um in my opinion on uh, even as far as um eating disorders uh i don't believe are uh, the i say the problem and i say that lightly uh what i mean is that they are all actually symptoms of something else uh and in my experience with my clients in all, every single client case that i have uh, there has been something underlying the yo-yo dieting, underlying the emotional eating, and it's not the behaviours themselves. Now, when we go to the extent of eating disorders, um, eating disorders do have a really, really, really negative impact on our health, and it can be... Um, it, it can cause death, uh, you know, to, to put it bluntly. Um, eating disorders have, have a very high mortality rate. But what I mean by that is that you have the thing that you think is the problem, whether it's yo-yo dieting is my problem, I'm an all or nothing person, that's the problem, I don't have motivation, that's the problem, I can't stick to anything, that's the problem, I'm an emotional eater, that's the problem, none of those things are problems. Uh, those are symptoms of something that's happening actually on a deeper level. And that's something that I had to realise for myself in my own journey. Now, uh, to tell the story of the moment I knew dieting was making me unhealthy, I have to go way back to my own experiences that led up to that point. And this is what I mean by that moment wasn't, you know, what I was doing in that moment wasn't a problem. It was an accumulation of a lot of things. So when I was younger, I competed quite heavily in martial arts. Um, I grew up doing judo, um, competed with judo, and then I stepped into karate um, and I competed in karate as well um, both of which I did for both for Queensland so my state and um, for karate I also competed once for Australia too so um, it was it was actually a huge huge part of my life but when I moved to Australia I was 13 I moved from England to Australia um, and I started competing in judo competitions but judo competitions as with most most sports um were done in weight categories and that was a completely new experience to me now i had watched my lovely mother um dieting and trying to lose weight for a very long time up until that point my first memory of that was my dad making a joke that my mum was going to see her new boyfriend jim Um, meaning she was going to the gym and I remember her coming home with some couscous (laughs) because that was like all the, all the, all the craze at that point in time. And so I would have been, oh, maybe, I don't know, about 10 or something at that point in time. So those are some of my early memories. And we started getting into judo competitions. And when you're competing at that kind of level, it's always better to, I was told, Um, it's always better to be the heaviest one in the division as opposed to the lightest one so I was always kind of working my way to get below a weight so I could be the top of the weight category because that gives you the most competitive advantage so every time we had competitions um, there was kind of this emphasis put on uh, getting below a weight category and that kind of really really stuck in my head Um, it would often involve you know we were flying around the country uh, for the competition, so we'd go to uh, Tasmania, we went uh, down to New South Wales, uh, we went to Western Australia, um, you name it almost, we went there. And we would spend the night before, you know, I'd order a salad and we'd go sit in the sauna and I must give credit to my dad, he was often the one that took us, uh, because he tried. He, he always kept it very, very light-hearted, um, but in my head it was like this big thing of getting under a weight category, and so weight really became a thing. Uh, that was when I first became aware of my weight, and I was I was in a very small body at that point in time. Um, but it was just this mindset of getting below a certain number, getting below a certain number, and that was better. And that created a, a very big belief for me. So fast forward then to competing, uh, powerlifting. Sorry, we'll go to powerlifting first. Um, if you can't tell, I used to be awfully competitive because competing in things is a great way to take your mind off of other things. (laughs) So I put myself up for a powerlifting competition. Um, again, you needed to be in a weight category and again, you have a competitive advantage if you're the heaviest in the weight category, as opposed to the lightest. Um, from there, I went straight into, uh, bodybuilding competition prep. um. Which wasn't so much focused around weight, more around aesthetics. But I mean, in my head, they went hand in hand. So at that point in time, in my adult life, I was at my smallest when I hopped up on stage to compete. And over the next couple of years, I was trying to bring my body back down to that place. And I think I shared this in in the episode that I did around my body image. Um, today we're speaking specifically about weight. But in the body image episode, I kind of touched on this I spent a couple of years trying to get that body back and in my head I made it just like when I was competing in in martial arts trying to find a a weight category and get myself under it and I had these numbers in my head of where I needed to be and and what I should be and what that meant to me and it was a really really strong belief for me Uh, but I never quite got there because I wasn't willing to train every single day seven days a week and do two hours of cardio on top of that and restrict my diet and i'm very glad that i didn't continue because that would have been a very very negative space um but then when i fell pregnant with charlie it was the first time in my life that i wasn't focused on my body getting smaller um, because i know the dangers of doing that whilst pregnant so for the first time in my in my life my body was growing and i was actually really really excited for it and during my pregnancy Um, I did gain a fair chunk of weight, uh, which was exactly what my body needed to do at that point in time. Uh, I didn't really do anything super different. It's just how my body responded to the process of pregnancy. Uh, But it was taking a big toll on my body. I had a lot of pain. Um, I have knee injuries. Um, It caused me like significant pain in my back. And so when Charlie Bear was born, in my head I was like all right gotta gotta lose this weight gotta show people I know what I'm doing because working as a weightless nutritionist will do that to a person I really felt like I needed to prove myself to everyone to show that I knew what I was talking about and so I embarked on the journey and although my mindset did start to shift it didn't happen immediately so I always was very clear that breastfeeding Charlie for me was more important than weight loss and so I did prioritize that and for breastfeeding to be successful I did need to make sure I wasn't um over restrictive um in that sense so that I could keep my milk supply because I really wanted to feed him for as long as I possibly could and I'm thankful that that was the case for us um and Then I was working with an incredible coach and I love this person dearly. She is so great at what she does. So this is not a reflection on her at all. This was what was happening in my own head. Uh, And I got to round about my pre-pregnancy weight, give or take. But in those last few months, I was extremely fatigued. Uh, I was so fatigued uh, because I was pushing past where my body actually wanted to sit you know, at a decent, uh, food intake level. So I was restrictive. We, we dropped my food down a bit. Um, and what ended up happening is I would continue to eat. I say what I would say normally over the weekends, because I do the exact same thing now. So it's very normal, um, over the weekends. And then I would restrict my food further during the week to get my weight down just in time for my check-in. So this process of, I wouldn't say binging and restricting, but I was certainly heading in that direction because the more I restricted during the week, uh, the more I felt those impulses over the weekend as well. Uh, So I was really starting to get that kind of like binge restrict mindset, which I am quite familiar with because I've had that before. And I was having really bad flare ups. Now i you may know or you may not, I have an autoimmune condition called Hashimoto's. Uh, I also have chronic fatigue and I also have um, had Ross River fever and I get these really bizarre flare-ups where I feel like I'm coming down with the flu, like my whole body just aches. I, I, I hurt so bad. It hurts to breathe, it hurts to move, my joints ache. But I get really bad chills. So in I haven't had a flare-up in over a year, and I'll talk about that soon. However, I would just wake up in the middle of the night, you know, struggling to breathe, my body hurting all over, and I'd be so cold that I would put on three layers of clothes, plus the doona, plus an extra blanket, and I would still be shivering and covered in goosebumps. It was mind-blowing. And so... At that point in time, I was having flare-ups regularly and my energy was so low. And I mean so, so, so low. Uh, Everything felt hard. Everything, just breathing felt hard most days. Talking, keeping my eyes open. Like the, the fatigue was something that I've never experienced to that level before. And so my belief with the knowledge that I have is that what I was doing to my body was actually causing this because with all these conditions where fatigue is, is a side effect um, and essentially I'm then choosing to restrict my food which is my energy intake um, it makes sense that my body just couldn't do what it needed to do and it was it was really really struggling and I tried to push through and I tried to push through and tried to push through and I realized that I was in a really really not good space. Uh, I was heading towards this restrict cycle again. Uh, I was beyond fatigued. Everything felt hard, and I was, I was, I was unhappy. And so I internally had to kind of navigate all of this. And I don't think I consciously knew that I had to stop dieting but I did consciously know that what was happening was not how I, I that's not how I wanted to feel in any way shape or form that is not at all how I wanted to feel uh and being so fatigued was completely the opposite of the goal that I'd set myself which was to be the healthiest version of me to keep up with Charlie and if you have had a four-year-old uh you would know that they don't stop like Charlie does he missed the off switch when he was born and I wouldn't have him any other way and I want to keep up with him I want to run around with him I want to have fun and I want to play at his level because I don't want to dampen him down and I couldn't do that you know I was I was I was unhappy I was so tired I, I couldn't I couldn't function I couldn't perform I couldn't I could barely train. I was that fatigued, and every time I trained, I'd end up having one of those kind of flu-like flare-ups, and it was just—it was just not fun. It was really not fun. Um, I had some bloods done as well, and they showed that I had um, um, hi- uh, hi- hypoparathyroid, so my calcium levels were very, very low. Um, there was a couple of other things that came up. My thyroid wasn't good, and I was just really not in a great space, and, and I really had to reflect and say. Um, Like my goal was health. My overall goal was health and energy. And here I am kind of doing the absolute opposite. And that just didn't make sense to me at that point in time. And that was when I knew. That was when I knew that this was not the goal for me. Uh, That was when I knew that what I was doing to get healthier was actually making me more unhealthy. Uh, And so it was absolutely counterproductive to the goals that I had set out for myself And I had to make a change. I really had to make a change. So I uh, did. (laughs) I stopped calorie counting, um, which was what I was doing at the time. I stopped dieting. I stopped weighing myself. And I changed the parameters that I was using to define my success. And I changed them to my energy, um, to my pathology, uh, so my blood tests and things like that. Um, to my mindset and to my ability to align myself with my values and then you know moving fast forward what would it be now two years on three years on two years on I lose track of time and here I am the happiest healthiest and most energetic that I have ever been so that's my story and that was that was the moment I knew so I wanted to share that just to give a bit of perspective as to my own personal journey. And if there's anything in here that you relate to, I'd love for you to reach out to me and let me know. Um, And next episode, I will talk about my next steps that I took from there please let me know by leaving me a review or sharing this with your friends. It's so important for me to get this information out to those that need to hear it. So your feedback means the absolute world to me. And also if you have any topic requests, hit me up with them too.